0: and welcome to episode two of a thousand shades of green a literature podcast celebrating contemporary poets and writers i'm susan richardson your host and author of two poetry collections things my mother left behind from potter's grove press and tiger lily an ecfrastic collaboration with jane cornwell published by jc studio press i'm super excited for today's episode and can't wait to share the extraordinary poetry of lawrence moore lawrence has lived in the coastal city of portsmouth england since birth and shares a house overlooking kingston cemetery with his husband matthew and their nine mostly well-behaved cats his poems have appeared in publications including sarasvati Famadon Journal, Green Ink Poetry, Drake and the Madrigal. He also released his debut chapbook, Ariel's Sweet Shop, with Alien Buddha Press in January 2022. In one of the poems I'm reading today, Lawrence writes, I want to turn words into magic, and that is exactly what he does with everything he writes. When I first read Lawrence's poetry, I felt transported, not just into a different time, but into new worlds and ways of seeing. I can remember telling my husband after my first read of *Ariel* Sweet Shop that it just made me feel good, that I had a smile on my face the entire read, even when I also had tears in my eyes. It was like no other experience I had ever had and no other place I had ever been. There is an undeniable musical and magical quality in all of Lawrence's work, and his is definitely poetry that is begging to be read aloud. I had the honor of writing the back cover text for Ariel Sweet Shop. And I would love to read it to you now to give you a first peek into the pages of this incredible collection. Adventure awaits inside Ariel's sweet shop. The moment you cross the threshold, you are swept into the sky with a flourish of delight. In this enchanting collection, Lawrence Moore takes you on a journey of imagination. And shows you new ways of seeing. His is a world of magic, of joyful musicality, and endless possibility. In these pages you will take flight, soar above the clouds, tumble gleefully into the poetry of pure wonder, and discover a kind of love you thought could only exist in a dream. When you step into the delightful halls of Ariel sweet shop, you will never want to leave. And at the end of a most magical journey, you will be left believing that the world can be just as you imagine. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to read from Ariel sweet shop. The first poem is called Fusion. I wonder what is needed as I gaze into your eyes. What chemistry of pros and cons could make us join our lives. I recognize the complicated nature of the sum. But I want to find a recipe to make two people one. And if you snore all day and talk while chewing on your food if you have no air of subtlety and others find you rude, if birthdays make you nervous and if drama makes you laugh, if you see no point in sensible when juxtaposed with daft, then you'll find me optimistic in a wry and careless way, and you'll notice me dismissing what other people say. But I will not suffer cruelty, and I'd like a little space, And I'll founder if I ever see a frown upon your face. But what of you and all the things it takes to make you smile? Do you need me to have substance? Do you need me to have style? Must I brush up on my Latin? Would you still give me a chance if I told you that my body was the enemy of dance? Do you need a wall to lean on? Do you also need a friend? Do you need someone to listen when you're at your tether's end? Well, that's just the kind of person I'm aspiring to be. If the recipe is tasty, then I hope you find it's me. The second poem I've chosen for today is called Invoke. I want to turn words into magic. I want to turn hate into love. I want to call to my heroes' graves till they climb to the land above. I want to make people with frantic lives start to care about distant things. I want to make Jess patch it up with Beth and then buy her extravagant rings. I want to make children who camp in forests beware of the creek of a tree. I want to make horses who come to my readings rotate on their haunches and flee. I want to make innocent gullible fools read the paper in disbelief. I want to get cowboys who ride out west holding hands with the Indian chief. I want to make business people dream of a wild and untouchable land I want to make timorous, reticent men take their clothes off and dance in the sand. Yes, I want to turn words into magic and to fire them into the blue. I'd like them to brighten the shade of the sky, and I'd love them to lead me to you. This next one is called I've Come Back as a Poem. Not one of bluff or metaphor, ethereal or wispy. I'm carefully positioned in a place you cannot miss me. I don't look like a pussycat, a dolphin or a panda. My days of shape have headed off, made way for something grander. You'll get no over fancy words and no alliteration. Lurking in the underworld, you come to know your station. I'm not the type that levers with forget-me-not entreaties. Life is not a memory, it's more a box of sweeties. I've come back as a poem, cause I want you to be happy. Go before I tell you something similarly sappy. But when your days of shape have passed, I've been a little nerdy and left some paper next to me. In case you're feeling wordy. The fourth poem is called The Fever You Wish to Feel. Remember as you approach the gate, you are neither imposter nor thief. Better still, forget walk in july's magnificence till sunlight brings the fever you wish to feel stick to the path where flowers thrive let reverence be your moniker not remorse anticipate the patter of feet and their innocent song as the handle begins to give one deep breath then knock the door come winter time All residents may have flown. The fifth poem is called They're Coming for Us. By this same sun we saw the specks Then first assailed the peak. We knew them as intolerance, Mistook ourselves for meek. Now, standing at the summit's edge, I watch them down below, careering round the bend we climbed some fleeting while ago. The captain leads his hungry pack with bloodshed in his eyes. We'll never get to state our case nor mitigate their lies. But stranded, standing next to you, I cannot feel despair. No ends, just possibilities. No holes beyond repair. They're snapping at our shaking heels, And fate and you I trust. You take what looks like mountain dirt, Yet sprinkle pixie dust. The captain with malicious grin Springs forth to grab my hand. You grab it first and lead us off. Come better times, we'll land. This next poem is called Completion. I want a beginning, pink cheeks, wayward turns. I want you to make the first move, catch my awkward side by surprise, make it plead, no contest. I want you to take me upstairs, us to take each other everywhere that feels, but doesn't think, I want you to grow me into something I am not, but could be, with the right amount of water. I want to win you safety, have you lie back in your creaking bed with the knowledge of a rival. I want us to be all we've ever wanted. So... I have read Ariel Sweet Shop many times and ideally I would read you the entire collection, but today I've had to narrow it down to just seven poems. The final poem for today is called In Deepest Night. I had a dream in deepest night that we were floating through the air You gazed into my heart. I felt a swoon. I didn't care. And every monster that we faced had given up and gone away to watch their monster children who were starring in a play. Then our little friends who scampered on their little friends who flew all rose up into the heavens for a fellowship renewed When the greetings had been given someone started up a dance which cascaded escalated to a disco when by chance a conspiracy of ravens and a parliament of owls wandered over almost sober pleaded if you would allow we're familiar with this number we can salsa with the best may we join you in your venture came the chorus. Be our guests. So we ratcheted the volume, every eye upon the birds. If we feared exaggeration, they were equal to their words. With our energy redoubled and our inhibitions canned, it was somewhere near this moment that the fireworks began. Your left temple on my shoulder, then I took your hand and squeezed. I don't know if it was destiny, good fortune, or the breeze, but we melted into laughter like two paupers on a throne, and we knew that from this hour we would never be alone. I had a dream in deepest night that we were soaring through the sky. I'd prefer you not to wake me till the instant we arrive. There is in much of Lawrence's work a fairy tale-like quality. So to close out today's episode, I've chosen to read you the single poem of my own that I think comes close to having a similar quality. It's from Tiger Lily, my ephrastic collaboration with Jane Cornwell, and it's called The Woodland Queen. The Woodland Queen frolics under cover of night weaving tapestries from wind and fire, casting light over darkened peaks of sky. Her crown is made from a cluster of stars stolen from the throat of a raven. She nestles inside a heavy cloak, sewn from thickets of thorny shadows, a mistress of storms, mother of elm and evening primrose, Her heart is tethered to the trees, bloodroot buried deep in the earth. She prowls through midnight, gliding barefoot over fallen leaves, pulls sound from the hallowed forest floor. The music of darkness blooms like jasmine beneath the cool touch of her toes. As the sun begins to rise, she whispers farewell to the night and takes to the sky, stealing away with the moon tucked safely behind her eyes. Thank you so much for joining me to celebrate the whimsical, wonderful, delightful work of Lawrence Moore. It's been my privilege to read his poetry to you today. You can find out more about Lawrence, including where to pick up your own copy of Ariel's Sweet Shop, in the show notes. A Thousand Shades of Green was created and presented by me, Susan Richardson. All artwork was created by Jane Cornwell. A Thousand Shades of Green is produced by Joe Richardson.